everyone, welcome to another episode of the Duke Pod, where we talk about fun and exciting real estate stories that should give you guys lots of insight and tips about what you should be doing out there. So today, uh, I'm going to talk about um, basically, you know, the real estate market here in the GTA is like a tire fire uh, in one way. It, um, it is going, everything's going quick. Even the worst homes are having many offers on it. You know, us in the community uh, as realtors, all my friends in the community were all joking about it. If this is a really bad home, it's still going to have many offers on it. Because the fact is that really nice homes are going for so much money now. Like, whatever it's listed for, let's say a nice home in Mississauga is listed for 800000 It's a little townhouse or semi. It's probably going to get like 15, 20 offers. That's how crazy it is out there. So, the whole point is, is it worth it to buy anything? rather than buy nothing. So a lot of people will argue that, okay, I want this and this and this in a house. So either if this, if the houses I'm looking at for my budget are just not, they don't have that, should I save money? Should I uh, wait till a better house comes along? And uh, let's give some examples of that. Let's talk about that. And, but before we get started, I wanna mention that yesterday, January 10th was my beautiful wife's birthday. Uh, so happy belated birthday to her. Of course, she knows that we had a cake and everything yesterday. So she's looking beautiful as always. So thank you for your support. Now let's get started. So let's talk about some things I've been thinking about uh, in terms of this situation, right? So there's a report that in November um, of last year, 2020, for year to year, uh, house prices are up about 23%. And then in December, I told you guys, I don't think there's a report out there of this yet, but I told a lot of you guys that I'm pretty sure the market, look, I'm get definitely sure the market took another step, five to 7%. So if you add those numbers together, if you had bought a home in, um, let's say November, December of 2019, that home today in January, 2021, so a little bit more than a year later, is probably up about 30%. So if you bought a home for 500,000, that home is now worth 650. If you bought a home for a million, the home was worth 1.3 million. Holy cow, that's a lot of money in a year, right? So if you are a buyer and you're trying to get your home in this market, it's so hard, so, so, so hard. And me as a realtor helping a lot of buyers out there, it's also very, very hard. Um, and I've had numerous buyers uh, get priced out of markets um, so they can't buy a certain city and uh, I've had buyers back out. So the, the question is, is it worth buying something rather than nothing? And when I'm talking about something, is it worth buying like something that's really not that good as opposed to something that is better or something that you want, right? And I think the answer is going to be yes. And I show you guys a few examples. Okay. so. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny joke yesterday. Um, there's two things that made me think about this basically on Saturday, right? Um, I saw a client, I showed them a few homes in Brampton and this client reached out to me right after New Year's. Now I haven't seen this client in 2020, basically in 2019 we met and he said he wants to buy something. Uh, his job is a contract. So, you know, he could only qualify for a certain amount. Uh, but finally his mom, after all of 2020, she agreed to go on board and co-sign with him. Now that really sucks because 
if she had agreed to co-sign with them in 2020, 2019, they would have made $150,000 minimum had they bought anything. Uh, but I saw him yesterday and it's funny because this is the first time I've seen him in like a year and a half. And he used to have long hair, like ponytail, think of like Steven Seagal kind of look if you guys know Steven Seagal. And I'm like, oh, you have a different look. And then uh, when we finished up, I was like, when did you cut your hair? And he said, I cut it at the uh, New Year's Eve of 2019, 2020. <laughs> I thought about, uh, I paused for a second and I'm like, okay, well, did you cut your hair on New Year's Eve and be like, okay, 2020 is going to be my year? <laughs> and he's like, yep. <laughs> I had a really good laugh about that one. So the, the joke is great, but the point is, is that it's unfortunate that this person's parents couldn't co-sign earlier. And the fact is that that's really what's going to happen for a lot of people out there that are young professionals. They're not going to be able to afford these type of homes. They can go somewhere far, but it's still pretty expensive. Like if you go to like London, Ontario, those $200,000 homes a few years ago are now going for like five, 600. It's madness everywhere. So parents need to co-sign. Young professionals need to borrow money. And so this is kind of going to be a theme of our topic. Is it worth borrowing money to get something, even if it's just not that good of a home, but you can at least afford it? Um, you know, put all your money together. And uh, another thing that made me think about this topic was I was showing, I was I had some tenants look at a home that I had bought for a client. I'm trying to get a lease out for them. And one uh, tenant came in and they looked like a pretty good tenant and they were talking about buying a home, how expensive it is, blah, 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 blah. And um, they're like, okay, we'll rent for a couple years. And maybe I maybe shouldn't have told them that they should buy something rather than nothing, uh, even if it's not that good of a home because they could have been great tenants. <laughs> they haven't responded to me since I told them that. But we had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation, even though I'm not their realtor. Um, and I don't know if they have a realtor. It'd be great if they reached out to me, if they're not gonna lease the place. <laughs> but the point was, they were like, ah, the market's crazy. And yeah, it's deflating as a buyer to try to compete against the house. But I do believe that the reality is, is that buying something, even stretching your budget, making it work is going to pay dividends in the end. So here are some examples. Let's get started. Here we go. <laughs> All right. First, let's talk about um, a client that bought something, not even recently, but a few years ago. So this is more of a standard um, year to year kind of increase kind of story, right? So I had a client, uh, you know, she came to an open house. It was in Etobicoke. Um, single Spanish a single Italian lady with a daughter uh, like teenage daughter and you know just goes to work comes home relaxes so doesn't really it's not a handy person not an investor nothing like that and I started showing her homes because she was like maybe I want to sell my home buy something else and then she told me you know what I think I can get a mortgage of a home of this price without selling my home so we did a financing and that was that was factual she could buy a second home and we started looking around and what ended up happening is um, although we were kind of between Brampton like a semi in Brampton or something in Etobicoke because her budget really mm, was very very tight for Etobicoke at that time this is maybe 2016 something like that so you know the prices are about half of what they were now <laughs> which sounds nuts but that, that is what it is and um, there was a house that was a townhouse very close to her 
that came out it was on the market we looked at it now inside it was a two bedroom two level there wasn't a basement but it's a freehold home and it looked like a good investment on the outside this place looks bad like the roof was sloped uh the home looks like it's gonna fall down and it was basically four townhouses what we call row houses basically um a specific type of house that is um you know had a rear lane in the back so you have some parking and stuff and so she bought this thing for like 405 uh what was kind of interesting in that situation if i just mention uh the actual transaction is that once she had agreed to waive her financing and home inspection we signed the paperwork we sent it off she called me like the next morning be like no 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 i don't want the house back out and i was like well you know i already sent the paperwork it's done it's signed like i'm, I'm sorry the only thing that we had left was a condition for an appraisal and the appraiser came that day and um basically if he didn't appraise it for 405 there was a chance you can get out of it um but he appraised it for 405 and i'm like uh, like the deal is done so yeah so i i think you know this is the type of client that was very apprehensive um and so anyways so she bought the house and she rented it after about a year I, you know i talked to her a few times but after about a year it seemed like she was very stressed out uh the tenant that she had ended up leaving and you know the place needed some like handy you needed someone to be handy to fix a lot of stuff because it did look pretty good on the inside it just was like a 120 year old home so you, you had you know cabinets needed some screws here this that and she wasn't a handy person so after a year uh, she agreed to sell it we ended up selling it for four hundred seventy-five thousand, right so there's a net difference of uh, seventy thousand after a year maybe the commission cost was like 20k uh, you know, there's a seller commission, buyer commission. Uh, she paid some land transfer tax, whatever. So she made forty thousand dollars, let's say, right? Every time I talk to this lady, she does not have a problem with buying that house, going through the stress of uh, finding a tenant, trying to fix it up. Yeah, you know, she had to do some extra work on the weekends. That's what owning investments is about. Like you gotta sometimes you gotta do some extra work. Like it's, money doesn't just grow on trees, right? But she made forty thousand dollars in one year. Uh, now the person that bought the house ended up selling it the year after also with me So that's kind of like a pretty cool situation um, And they sold it for over 500 now. I think the house is worth 600,000. So had she have just hold, held on to the house for uh, The four years she would have made around 200,000 to, to this day and this is the the worst house you can buy in Etobicoke possible so is it better was she better to have bought in that house even after holding it just for one year? Yes, she was, definitely. Um, now let's look at uh, another situation um, where the house is just absolutely terrible inside. So I sold the house in uh, 2014 to a lady that was a hoarder. And um, as soon as when I met her, she came, also came into my open house and she was dressed in like church clothing. So she looked great really presentable lovely uh, wholesome uh, lady as soon as i walked in her house there was a foot of garbage on all three levels the basement the main level and upstairs um if i had to go back and sell the house again i probably would have done it differently but i think we had the townhouse for sale it's a, it was close to square one so it was a nice location and the house had good bones 
but it was just a mess, like an absolute disaster. So it actually looked pretty good on the outside, like any regular two-story townhouse in that area, but an absolute disaster on the inside. The people that bought it, um, they were clients. I think they were actually a lead call, and then one of my partners took it, and um, you know they came in, they bought it, and they negotiated like thirty thousand off on the price. Um, you know the house wasn't selling uh, at that time; it was a much slower market, so they got it for like four hundred and forty thousand, right? I'm sure they spent let's say fifty thousand dollars to get new floors, repaint the house, maybe get some new cabinets, whatever. I don't think you need to go crazy. It's just a townhouse, uh, but let's say they spent fifty thousand dollars, right? So they're around the four ninety thousand dollar mark, right? And then they rented it again. So they're making rent on the place uh, today. Those townhouses are selling for eight hundred thousand dollars, between eight hundred and eight fifty. Let's say eight hundred. So by holding on to the place for five years, they've made three hundred thousand dollars easy, um, and let's put a little twist to it if they had left the place in the same disastrous state it was in never rented it just held on to it never touched it and then sold it on the market today they probably would have still made three hundred thousand dollars because that still would have been the worst house in the market but the worst house in the market has a minimum value uh, in that area so yes uh, obviously these were investors they knew what they were doing. They decided to swallow the, um, you know, the, the 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 dirt that came with the house. Um, uh, you know, they when they did get the keys, all most of the garbage was pretty much gone. So the place was just dirty, you know, dirty carpets. Everything was dirty, dirty walls. But a fresh paint, fresh coat of paint, new floors, uh, new kitchen, and pretty much a brand new place. Maybe change the toilets whatever right like we're, we're not talking about stuff that's um, so expensive right so yeah they made a lot of money um, I want to talk about two other examples one is the current market that we have the, the 2020 2021 market obviously 2020 was a crazy year but in terms of real estate it's been a seller's market pretty much the whole way through. And it's still a seller's market today in the first couple weeks of 2021. So the best comparable market to that was back in 2017, which is about a six month period from November 2018, uh, 2016 to about April, May in 2017, where everything was selling, multiple offers, things were nuts. Um, I'm gonna tell you two stories about this. The first one is from a client of mine um, where he was looking for an investment and uh, you know we were in that market we were in the sellers market and we lost a lot of houses we lost like seven eight offers easily uh, people just going crazy and the lifespan of a buyer like this who ends up becoming serious and buying something is they've all they're always increasing their budget they have to waive their conditions blah 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 so they bought a house in Clarkson for like seven hundred thirty thousand now, I think I've talked about this client before, um, but let's put a different spin on it, right? Uh, basically, they bought this house. They're able to rent it for a good price. Today, when I talked to them, they were ha they're happy with the house, right? But if they called me a year later in 2018 because the market had softened and they were like, I want to sell the house, they probably would not have made any money on the house. 
because we had bought it at a high price, right? So this is relative to today because anything you're buying right now is going to be really high, much higher than something you've seen on the, that sold three months ago, for example, and of the exact same quality. So they bought it at a high point. And if a few months later, a year later, they wouldn't have made that much money because the market hadn't changed that much. Okay, so if they did not sell, which they did not in 2018, and they didn't sell in 2019, now the market just went up 30%. So that $730,000 townhouse is probably worth $900,000 now. So all they have to do is sit and wait. I think they're making a little bit of money cash flow by renting it because it's two units, maybe between three to $600 a month. So they're making money on renting it. Someone's paying off their mortgage. And now if they want to sell it, they made a lot of money, but I don't think they want to sell it. Cause when I talk to them for Christmas, they want to buy another one. <laughs> uh, so that's how it works. And then my own example, I can tell you guys is this is going to be different from all the others. Uh, because, uh, back in, I think, uh, 2015, I had bought a three story townhouse from Madame. You got the keys 2015 and I sold it in 2016, uh, around the fall. So I lived in it for a little bit more than a year. And what my wife and I had planned was that we were going to buy a, a detached home from the builder here in Milton, Ontario, which we live in now. This is one of the rooms. And we'll take some of the money we made from that sale and then we'll move it to the minimum deposit amount for the builder. Um, but because we made about $70,000 on that townhouse that I originally sold, we had a little bit of money left over and we actually had just enough money for 20% down of another townhouse, a two story townhouse. Um, and here's where, uh, you know, choices could be made, right? So the reality is, is that we bought a house from the builder. It'll be ready in 2017. We need a place to live for one year. We could just rent a house, like any house we want. We could just rent because we already have a house, right? What we ended up doing is we started looking at homes. Uh, we put out a few offers. We lost a few, but finally we got a townhouse for about 490,000 in 2016, 490,000, right? It's actually a really nice house. One of my favorite homes. Um, it was not too big, less than 1500 square feet, but the layout was great. And the upstairs rooms were big and it was new. It was like a, th it was three years old at the time, a two story, right? When the builder gave us a letter in 2017 that we, that our house will be ready in three months. At that time, one year later, after buying the house, the market had picked up so much that when we put our townhouse on the market, the same one we bought for 490,000, I listed it for 599,000 in one year later, we still had 16 offers on the place and it sold for 690,000. Okay. By buying this house and putting all our remainder money in it, even I was like, I don't know about this house. Like I gave my wife, a, you know, I told her we should buy some of an apartment, whatever. And we didn't do that. We just bought a strictly modern townhouse. And a year later, we had sold it for $200,000 more in one year. Okay, guys. So the question is, all these examples show that in 2021, whether you're going to be paying premium money 
let's say the only thing you can afford is like 500,000 or 450 and you have to go to London, Ontario or St. Catharines or Niagara or Welland or any of the smaller cities or you know north of Barrie or whatever is it worth it to put all your eggs in one basket and to buy it instead of renting or buy it um, even though you don't even like the house that much you you just you're just stressed out and maybe miserable that the market is, is limiting so many options for you the answer is yes it's proven time and time and time again that you will make money on any house you buy no matter how bad or how good it is of course if it's good then it's probably gonna be good later too right I've had this happen numerous times where people buy a home they're in competition there's like five six ten offers and you get the home later on five years later you sell it there's four five six offers on it at that time chances are it's going to be similar because it's a good home especially if you renovate it you improve it um, any investments okay any homes they've made a ton of money for people so uh, even I had I know a colleague who they bought a house in Brampton like a few years uh, maybe like sometime this year the beginning where the market was like a seller's market but it wasn't like as intense as it is now and they've already made money on that house they're not even living in it they're renting it out and the rent is covering all the expenses so do what you guys got to do to get any house you can before you get priced out of another level of a type of house um, and that's my advice to you guys take these examples to heart that it is absolutely worth it buying something then nothing right away all right guys have a wonderful week